Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast. I'm your host, Allison Ramsey, and the founder of Empire Life, where we scale online empires for female founders. And today I am interviewing Haley Helverston, and she is a sex and relationship coach. And I'll hand it over to her to introduce herself a little bit more. Hey, thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a health coach turned sex and relationship coach. I'm all about empowering women to have healthier relationships, connect more with their bodies, and love their life. Mm. And on this podcast, too, we love to hear about the challenges or struggles and the successes, how our, our interviewees and the guests handled them and continue to succeed and how they define their own success. So we'll be diving a lot deeper into that. And I want to go ahead and get started with mentioning maybe one or two of the challenges that you've overcame either in sex relationships, entrepreneurship that transmuted or catapulted your ability and your success in being able to be there for your clients. Like what? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, so if with any kind of relationship or uh, sex challenges or entrepreneurship topics that came, the, maybe the first ones that come to your mind and those experiences catapulted you in the direction that you, that you've gone in now and being able to fully support your clients in those areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, it was going through my own personal struggles with sexuality and relationships. Me not being able to have an orgasm, not speaking up for my needs, really settling in relationships. Uh, I would say it's so important too for me, like the older I get, the healthier my relationship with myself has gotten and the higher my standards are. And so I think that that's what I want for all women is to know that you're worthy of the relationship that you seek. It does exist. And you just have to create that. But first, it starts with your relationship with yourself. And being able to have those standards that comes from the self-love mm -hmm. and those boundaries. I've, yes. I, I've, I have experienced that myself, too, how the more, the more you feel well, it, that it starts with us and we're accountable for how much love we're giving. And that leads me to another, another relationship topic about if we want people to give us love, satisfaction, we also need to be giving that to ourselves and learn how to receive it. Do you find that a lot of the clients you work with that there maybe is some blocks in receiving from that? From oh, yeah, definitely. From I did a Facebook, uh, I mean, yeah. an Instagram live video on this earlier. Yeah, a lot of women really struggle to receive. Can you go more into detail in that? Well, um, it's all, I mean, I said this earlier on a video I did, but if you can't receive an, a compliment, can you receive an orgasm? Mm. You know, receiving is, it's effect, it affects every area of your life, you know? And so it's like, how do you receive money? How do you receive compliments from other people when they tell you they like your outfit? How do you receive, can you receive love? For yourself, you know, and so receiving is really important for women to live. I mean, for women to learn, because most women overgive, and we don't know how to receive. <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. And what would you tell somebody listening to this if they were? Well, maybe they don't even know they're overgiving. Let's start from there. Do you think a lot of women know that they are actually overgiving? 
What is that? No, definitely not because we're taught to be nurturers. What does that look like? I think talk, okay, so it's basically a woman in her masculine energy 24-7. You're go, 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 killing the to-do list, um, putting other people's needs before your own, never doing any self-care, self-love, just always in the go mode. Mm. I know something came up for me. Well, well, it continuously comes up for me, and I'm a parent too, where it's hard to let go of the control of somebody doing something. Let's say, let's take cleaning or housework, because I like cleaning. I like to have a clean house. So to be able to let go of the control of someone else doing it how I would like it, it takes a lot of self-love even. It takes a lot of being able or self-reflection. Like, okay, they may not do it perfect. I need to prep myself. They may not do it perfect. This helps me to not overgive. coming back to your point. I'm not sure they're going to do it exactly like I do it. I'm going to be okay with how they do it. <laughs> and I might say something to them. I need to be aware of how I say it because maybe they're doing their best. Have you, have you experienced that? That this, what, what, what is it that makes people overgive? Is it related to control sometimes or what do you think it's related to? Yeah, I'm sure it relates to what you just said, but I also think it's the fact that you were used to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of women, it's like you don't know what it's like to receive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, like, how do you know? So it's so important too to start small. Like if someone compliments your outfit, say thank you, not thank you. I got this from Target on sale. No, you don't need an explanation. Thank you, you know? So it's just those small things that is how you start. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think it, it's very challenging for women. <laughs> yeah. And what would, what would be some advice that you would give them that receiving a compliment? Yeah. Receiving a compliment. Are you able to receive an orgasm? Mm -hmm. That's hard for a lot of women. Are you able to tell your partner what you want sexually? Or you can't even do that because you don't want to offend him. Mm -hmm. um, are you able to ask what, for what you want in your career? And then re be able to receive that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all tied together. Yes, right? everything is connected. Who you are in bed is who you are in life. And so everything is connected. And so if you're not speaking it for yourself in one area, you're most likely not in the other areas. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, well, personally, I think it needs to be a priority in relationships. If that both people are feeling give and take and both people are feeling pleasure and having those open conversations that are sometimes uncomfortable about people feeling pleasure and being able to be open, open about that. I, do you also feel when a woman is starting to be in the receiving mode, it, it's almost as if their body with experiencing an orgasm too, that your body tends to chemically or physically like tense up. And it might do, like, we may do that also in a daily life. It may tense up and we need to breathe through that and let that go in order to receive. It's almost yes, like yeah, a definitely. block mm -hmm. uh, that I, I've personally experienced too. And then I've heard other uh, female friends mention that to me. It's like my whole body tenses up or maybe their whole body tenses up when somebody gets them a present or they're trying to do something for them. And it's like this easing or coming back into that feminine energy and kind of easing into it and this flow. Yeah, definitely. That's why feminine energy is so big now is because it's allowing women to get into their bodies, to get into the receiving end. 
Yeah. And do you feel like, or do you have a morning routine? It's another question I always like to ask on the Yes, but mine is so simple. It's literally yeah. meditate, spend some time outside, you know, just kind of focus on what I'm grateful for and that's it. Like, it's really simple. I don't overcomplicate it. Like, I see some of these people doing like really <laughs> intense morning routines and I'm like, no. <laughs> I love it. I love that advice. I, I, and I love that you do that. I, I have a similar, I feel similarly. I'm getting outside, meditating. Like you said, being grateful, coming from the heart-centered place, especially before we get on calls. And also, this leads me to another question, Haley. Coming back to also the giving and receiving, when resistance comes up, or maybe you felt resistance in your business too, in your sex life, and I love how you say that, or how you said that they're all connected. And how do you overcome these blocks or this kind of uncomfortable feeling or this tightening tension resistance in another word that that sometimes comes up when we are it could even be or i remember for example when i had a really large event and i couldn't believe how tired i was the next day i i thought i was going to be elated i thought oh i'm going to my cup is going to be filled up and I learned a lot about myself. I was giving, I gave everything from my cup at the event and I loved every minute of it. I was able to pour into everybody else's cup. And then the mm -hmm. next day I needed to plan a whole day almost for self care, to eat the food I love, to do a face mask or hair mask. And that for me was, was learning how to overcome that resistance to instead of continuing to go, go, go and do everything on my to-do list, I, I started to experience a lot of resistance. And then, yeah, that's all about just allowing yourself to breathe and expand your body. You know, mm -hmm. when you feel the contractive feeling, like, fig like figure out, okay, what is calling, causing this contractive feeling? And then being able to receive, like, mm -hmm. what am I not allowing myself to receive that I'm contracting? Hmm. Is there something that you tell yourself in that moment? Like mm -hmm. an affirmation? So you tap in no. and you ask yourself, where is this coming from? Yeah, most of the time I know what it is. Mm. Like for me, I know what it is. Mm. But woman, it's just about getting in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. I love it. And Haley, also the next question. When negativity comes up in entrepreneurship, let's say in a romantic relationship, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, I've noticed that it is, it takes a lot of self-awareness right now with the news to redirect ourselves mm -hmm. and come back mm -hmm. to positivity, come back to gratitude. How do you do that for yourself, first of all? And then how do you handle when other people around you are really negative, whether that's in a romantic relationship or with clients. I know you had told me a client story about redirecting them to help them to be more grateful and understand, take, take accountability for, for where they were and what they were doing in the situation. Mm -hmm. How do you handle those? Yeah, I think it's like acknowledging that you are negative because a lot of times for me, like if I'm negative, I don't realize I'm being so negative until I have someone call me out. So have people call you out when you're being really negative. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's okay to like talk about what's going on in your life. I and mean, we are in a weird time, you know, but then it's like, okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> redirect it to mm -hmm. what can you do instead of just complaining and being negative. 
Mm. Redirecting to, okay, I have control over this and I probably don't have control over this one, this, this topic. So I can probably let this go. <clears throat> yes. Kind of redirecting the other, our loved ones also in that way of, I, I see where you're coming from though. Maybe uh, you don't have full control over, you know, how your husband folds the towels or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is it really something to get so upset about and hold resentment on? And the next one I wanted to go into as well, and, and almost everyone that I've talked to on these podcast interviews has a childhood or adult story that is very reflective of their passion and mission and what they're doing now. Is there a childhood story maybe that comes up for you? Mm, such an interesting question. You know, I can't think of something specifically, but I can know, I mean, I would say for me, it's like I always love helping people mm -hmm. and helping women and just like empowerment is what I'm really passionate about. So I don't know what like I can think of in terms of like a specific story, but or like, for example, maybe all of your friends were asking you relationship advice as you were growing up and they're mm -hmm. like, okay, just call Haley. I don't You're know. You're so funny. I mean, they do that now, <laughs> but it's so funny. They didn't do it then. <laughs> well, the, were they, were they seeking you out most likely for some kind of guidance? Um, I would say I've always been a very like empathic, compassionate person. Mm -hmm. Well, I get, okay, fine. I guess to answer your question, I got most compassion in fifth grade. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, so I guess maybe oh. that could be it because I've always been really in tune with other people's emotions. Oh. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a good thing or bad thing, but yeah. I love it. I love that. I was remembering a story yesterday about how I had a, a tape cassette player that would record when I was really little, like six or seven, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I had my own radio show with two friends. And we would do advertisements like, okay, we have a intermission and we would do interviews and for a few years, like this is the Allison and Kim radio show. Oh, so cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of just came to me yesterday. I had kind of blocked it out. So it's like, as we're, are lost track of it. And, and as we remember some of those stories, it's like, it starts to click in like, oh, okay, yeah, I meant to do a podcast or I meant to be on other people's podcasts. I've been doing this for a long time. And usually when we reflect, there's, a, there's some stories like that. Oh, I won the most compassionate in fifth grade. And uh, my, whole, my whole fifth grade was able to really feel like they could rely on me and talk to me. Mm -hmm. and yeah, a, so and that's have, probably the story. Yeah, I love that. And um, for the next one, when you were started, or if you were today to start a new business, what would be the five things that you wish you had known or that you know now are three to five things that you would maybe do differently and that you've learned along the way with being a sex and relationship coach? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love your question. I would say for me, it's just not listening to people unless they have, and this is something I'm still working on is like, do not listen to people and do not ask their advice unless they have what you desire mm. in any area of life. And mm -hmm. so that's something that, that's my, I mean, that's really the top one, you know, is mm. the big, mm. biggest lesson is getting advice from the wrong people that don't have the life or the income or the impact that I want. And how has that affected you in, in previous times? That what, Playing small. Mm. Mm. 
And were they giving you unsolicited advice? Or no, do you, would you would people. ask, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. ask. And then uh, before kind of thinking through, does this person have what I desire? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th I think that, that that's the thing is, is like people, everybody gives advice. Mm -hmm. What is it? What's the quote? Everybody has an opinion, like everybody has a butt or something. I don't know what the exact <laughs> analogy of that is. <laughs> I love but, it. Um, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> yes, obviously, everybody does have an opinion. But very few people, especially for what you and I are doing, like a lot of creators that are listening or female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. like if you're, you have a very specific vision for your business and for your life. And so you have to be very careful because not everybody sees that or understands it you know i i do know yeah it's my parents speaking of that definitely had a lot of advice at the beginning <laughs> when i became an entrepreneur because they saw it they're not or they, i'm the only one in my family and it was seen as this over here choosing the corporate path and my profession makes good money and it's like that's a more safe route so me having compassion and realizing, oh, they want me to be safe. They don't want to mm -hmm. worry about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And if somebody is uh, wanting to give us advice, it is good also to, to realize that they, they hopefully are coming from their best, their best selves or their highest selves, and they want us to be safe and healthy and happy. And that may look different for all people, and it may not be what is going to be best for us. And another one, what would be the top three traits, Haley, that you feel like helps you to be a successful entrepreneur that has helped you on your entrepreneurship journey? Or being organized, just staying, like following the vision. And then mm. I guess I would say like following your intuition for the woman listening and then discipline. Mm. So have, just having, just following your intuition, but not having inspired action and taking that action, um, that those two together is, is magical. I definitely mm -hmm. agree. I definitely agree with that. I, what well, we, we first got to, for myself, it's like, I think I got to first tap in to my intuition and understand before I can take that truly inspired action instead of being, oh, I grew up that it's good to be in that go, go, go kind of masculine mindset. Like you were talking about, mm -hmm. I don't know if you grew up in a family like that too, but that was definitely imparted on us as kids that that is the way that you are going to be successful. You need to always be doing activities. You need to always be trying to be the leader of those activities and be busy all the time. There's no downtime. And I, I definitely feel like that inspired action. If you're just go, 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 you don't ever get to that inspired. Um, it's, yes. it's just action. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not necessarily inspired coming from your intuition. It feels like busy. You feel busy all the time and probably start to feel overwhelmed and anxious. And what do you think are the top three things that really make a person great as a sex and relationship coach in your field? What we really say for any field is just being obsessed with it, right? And oh, yeah. You yeah. learn as much as possible. Like for me, I'm still always learning. There's so much I don't know, <laughs> you know? And there's always something to learn. So it's always being the teacher and the student. The teacher and the student. 
And how do you go about learning? Do you read books? Do you have, do you talk, do you, are you in maybe a group with other relationship coaches? Like how do you Yeah, go so about right that? now I'm in a mastermind with a bunch of sex coaches. Oh, nice. And then I worked with a sex coach for a year. I went on a sexual retreat. I've taken courses. Um, yeah, I think it's constantly learning and then applying that and teaching it. Mm. We are definitely always learners for life. I, I resonate with what you're saying. I feel the same way. And what do you think are some of the most overlooked strategies that most people in your area, they might have no idea about, um, such as the connection that you made or something that comes up for me. I don't think I've, I've heard a sex and relationship coach mention that how you do things in the bedroom is how you do all things. And it, mm -hmm. it's just, it's like you are bringing that in such a grounded, concrete way that it's like, oh, it's very easy to understand and approach and approach our sex lives in that way. When we're like, yes, this is important. This is a priority because this is also affecting the creative energy. The sex, I think, is a creative kind mm -hmm. of energy mm -hmm. and bringing it also then related to income. Can you go into that a little bit more? Maybe there's yeah, other definitely. ideas too that come up. <laughs> yes. No, I love that you're talking about this because that's one thing too is like I love the tantric sex people, but a lot of them get so woo-woo and so spiritual for the, for the average woman and man, that's like, mm -hmm. you know. So I like to look at sex in a really practical way and then also add in a little bit of the spiritual. But yeah, um, connecting the fact that who you are in bed is who you are in life in terms of everything is connected. Same thing with what I always like is the overlooked part is your throat chakra is directly connected to your yoni, right? Mm. Your vagina. And so if you are not speaking up in life, ugh, that you might be blocked here. Wow. You're going to be blocked there. Wow. Yeah. And so for women, that is so key to make that distinction because a lot of women, you know, it's, you don't feel safe to speak up or there's so many things around that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, wow. And how do the women or how, one quick thing, how would they get more in touch with their throat? What's Start going using on your voice. Start using your voice. And, sing, sing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you have something sexually that happened to you that you never processed. Talk about it. <laughs> you know, work with me. Uh, oh, I love to that. Express that because that's the thing. What makes this, this is a, you know, the throat chakra symbolizes the thyroid gland. Mm -hmm. What makes, you know, so many women struggle with their thyroid gland having um, autoimmune disorders. So I think that this is like really where women need to just like give yourself permission. Like where are you not speaking up? It can mm -hmm. be something as simple as when you're saying yes, when you want to say no. Mm -hmm. Right. I used to do that all the time. I dated a guy and there were so many times where I remember looking back thinking we shouldn't have even dated a month. Like I knew right away he was a no, but mm -hmm. I kept dating him. You know, and so that's a direct disrespect to my body. Mm. Our bodies tell us whether we should be dating someone or not. Mm. And how they tell us through. Just how do you feel? Do you feel how relaxed do you feel? around this person? Yeah. Do you feel safe? Do you feel like opened up as your energy, right? Or do you feel really like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel safe. I'm kind of guarded, right? Mm. Um, if you feel anxious, like nervousness, like pay attention to all those cues because that's what's telling you whether you should be with a person or not. I mean, I had a mentor, that mentor that I worked together for a year, the sex coach. She would always tell me, did you ask your body that? Hmm. I'll go, no, oh, okay. It was so funny. <laughs> She's like, stop asking that. me. Your body knows the answer. <laughs> so it's so oh. true for all the people listening. 
Yes, for sure. And Haley, before we hop off, and what are the three top concepts that you would love or would like to leave the audience with that they can take into their personal life or into their business life? Yeah, so I would love to leave the fact that your sexuality matters. Is this just for women, right? Mm -hmm. Women and men. Oh, yeah. Okay, both. Yeah, both. women yes. and men. Yes. So most it is most so, of so our valid. audience are women, though. <laughs> okay, okay, yes. So, you know, our society is very sexually repressed, but then we're also very sexually over-sexualized, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it is so important to develop a healthier sexual relationship with yourself, your body, you, and with your partner, right? So communicating your needs, then being able to, like, learn what you need, then be able to communicate that. Open your throat chakra if you're blocked here. That's the second point. And then the third one I want to say is just leave you with that quote I always love saying, who you are in bed is who you are in life. So really, like if you want to live an orgasmic turned on life, what turns you on outside of bed, right? Like for me, I love hiking. I love working out. I love dancing. I get so excited about that. That dancing gives me my creative sexual energy. Then that will lead to me being more fulfilled sexually, right? Mm -hmm. mm. Thank you so much, Haley. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast. If you are interested in one-to-one -one coaching, you can DM me on Instagram. And what is your Instagram handle again? It's Haley.Helveston. Okay. Okay, perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes too. Cool. Thanks so much.